Volume two, part two, chapter thirty five of the ingenious gentleman Don Quixote of La Mancha by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by John Ormsby, eighteen twenty nine to eighteen ninety five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Volume two, part two, chapter thirty five. Wherein is continued the instruction given to Don Quixote touching the disenchantment of Dulcinea together with other marvellous incidents they saw advancing towards them to the sound of this pleasing music what they call a triumphal car drawn by six grey mules with white linen housings on each of which was mounted a penitent robed also in white with a large lighted wax taper in his hand the car was twice or perhaps three times as large as the former ones and in front and on the side stood twelve more penitents all as white as snow and all with lighted tapers a spectacle to excite fear as well as wonder and on a raised throne was seated a nymph draped in a multitude of silver tissue veils with an embroidery of countless gold spangles glittering all over them that made her appear if not richly at least brilliantly apparelled she had her face covered with thin transparent sendal the texture of which did not prevent the fair features of a maiden from being distinguished while the numerous lights made it possible to judge of her beauty and of her years which seemed to be not less than seventeen but not to have yet reached twenty beside her was a figure in a robe of state as they call it reaching to the feet while the head was covered with a black veil but the instant the car was opposite the duke and duchess and don quixote the music of the clarion ceased and then that of the lutes and harps on the car and the figure in the robe rose up and flinging it apart and removing the veil from its face disclosed to their eyes the shape of death itself fleshless and hideous at which sight don quixote felt uneasy sancho frightened and the duke and duchess displayed a certain trepidation having risen to its feet this living death in a sleepy voice and with a tongue hardly awake held forth as follows i am that merlin who the legends say the devil had for father and the lie hath gathered credence with the lapse of time of magic prince of zoroastric lore monarch and treasurer with jealous eye i view the efforts of the age to hide the gallant deeds of doughty errant knights who are and ever have been dear to me enchanters and magicians and their kind are mostly hard of heart not so am i for mine is tender soft compassionate and its delight is doing good to all in the dim caverns of the gloomy dis where tracing mystic lines and characters my soul abideth now there came to me the sorrow-laden plaint of her the fair the peerless dulcinea del toboso i knew of her enchantment and her fate from high-born dame to peasant wench transformed and touched with pity first i turned the leaves of countless volumes of my devilish craft and then in this grim grisly skeleton myself encasing hither have i come to show where lies the fitting remedy to give relief in such a piteous case o thou the pride in pink of all that i wear the adamantine steel o shining light o beacon pole-star path and guide of all who scorning slumber and the lazy down adopt the toilsome life of blood-stained arms to thee great hero who all praise transcends la mancha's lustre and iberia's star don quixote wise as brave to thee i say for peerless dulcinea del toboso her pristine form and beauty to regain 
tis needful that thy esquire sancho shall on his own sturdy buttocks bared to heaven three thousand and three hundred lashes lay and that they smart and sting and hurt him well thus have the authors of her woe resolved and this is gentles wherefore i have come by all that's good exclaimed sancho at this i'll just as soon give myself three stabs with a dagger as three not to say three thousand lashes the devil takes such a way of disenchanting i don't see what my backside has got to do with enchantments by god if senor merlin has not found out some other way of disenchanting the lady dulcinea del toboso she may go to her grave enchanted but i'll take you don clown stuffed with garlic said don quixote and tie you to a tree as naked as when your mother brought you forth and give you not to say three thousand three hundred but six thousand six hundred lashes and so well laid on that they won't be got rid of if you try three thousand three hundred times don't answer me a word or i'll tear your soul out on hearing this merlin said that will not do for the lashes worthy sancho has to receive must be given of his own free will and not by force and at whatever time he pleases for there is no fixed limit assigned to him but it is permitted him if he likes to commute by half the pain of this whipping to let them be given by the hand of another though it may be somewhat weighty not a hand my own or anybody else's weighty or weighable shall touch me said sancho was it i that gave birth to the lady dulcinea del toboso that my backside is to pay for the sins of her eyes my master indeed that's a part of her for he's always calling her my life and my soul and his stay and prop may and ought to whip himself for her and take all the trouble required for his disenchantment but for me to whip myself abernuncio as soon as sancho had done speaking the nymph in silver that was at the side of merlin's ghost stood up and removing the thin veil from her face disclosed one that seemed to all something more than exceedingly beautiful and with a masculine freedom from embarrassment and in a voice not very like a lady's addressing sancho directly said thou wretched squire soul of a pitcher heart of a cork-tree with bowels of flint and pebbles if thou impudent thief they bade thee throw thyself down from some lofty tower if enemy of mankind they ask thee to swallow a dozen of toads two of lizards and three of adders if they wanted thee to slay thy wife and children with a sharp murderous scimitar it would be no wonder for thee to show thyself stubborn and squeamish but to make a piece of work about three thousand three hundred lashes what every poor little charity boy gets every month it is enough to amaze astonish astound the compassionate bowels of all who hear it nay all who come to hear it in the course of time turn o oh miserable hard-hearted animal turn i say those timorous owl's eyes upon these of mine that are compared to radiant stars and thou wilt see them weeping trickling streams and rills and tracing furrows tracks and paths over the fair fields of my cheeks let it move thee crafty ill-conditioned monster to see my blooming youth still in its teens for i am not yet twenty wasting and withering away beneath the husk of a rude peasant wench and if i do not appear in that shape now it is a special favour senor merlin here has granted me to the sole end that my beauty may soften thee for the tears of beauty in distress turn rocks into cotton and tigers into ewes lay on to that hide of thine thou great untamed brute rouse up thy lusty vigour that only urges thee to eat and eat and set free the softness of my flesh 
the gentleness of my nature and the fairness of my face and if thou wilt not relent or come to reason for me do so for the sake of that poor knight thou hast beside thee thy master i mean whose soul i can this moment see how he has it stuck in his throat not ten fingers from his lips and only waiting for thy inflexible or yielding reply to make its escape by his mouth or go back again into his stomach don quixote on hearing this felt his throat and turning to the duke he said by god senor dulcinea says true i have my soul stuck here in my throat like the nut of a crossbow what say you to this sancho said the duchess i say senora returned sancho what i said before as for the lashes abernuncio abrenuncio you should say sancho and not as you do said the duke let me alone your highness said sancho i'm not in a humour now to look into niceties or a letter more or less for these lashes that are to be given me or i'm to give myself have so upset me that i don't know what i'm saying or doing but i'd like to know of this lady my lady dulcinea del toboso where she learned this way she has of asking favours she comes to ask me to score my flesh with lashes and she calls me soul of a pitcher and great untamed brute and a string of foul names that the devil is welcome to is my flesh brass or is it anything to me whether she is enchanted or not does she bring with her a basket of fair linen shirts kerchiefs socks not that wear any to coax me no nothing but one piece of abuse after another though she knows the proverb they have here that an ass loaded with gold goes lightly up a mountain and that gifts break rocks and praying to god and plying the hammer and that one take is better than two i'll give these then there's my master who ought to stroke me down and pet me to make me turn wool and carded cotton he says if he gets hold of me he'll tie me naked to a tree and double the tail of lashes on me these tender-hearted gentry should consider that it's not merely a squire but a governor they are asking to whip himself just as if it was drink with cherries let them learn plague take them the right way to ask and beg and behave themselves for all times are not alike nor are people always in good humour i'm now ready to burst with grief at seeing my green coat torn and they come to ask me to whip myself of my own free will i having as little fancy for it as for turning cacique well then the fact is friend sancho said the duke that unless you become softer than a ripe fig you shall not get hold of the government it would be a nice thing for me to send my islanders a cruel governor with flinty bowels who won't yield to the tears of afflicted damsels or to the prayers of wise magisterial ancient enchanters and sages in short sancho either you must be whipped by yourself or they must whip you or you shan't be governor senor said sancho won't two days grace be given me in which to consider what is best for me no certainly not said merlin here this minute and on the spot the matter must be settled either dulcinea will return to the cave of montesinos and to her former condition of peasant wench or else in her present form shall be carried to the elysian fields where she will remain waiting until the number of stripes is completed now then sancho said the duchess show courage and gratitude for your master don quixote's bread that you have eaten we are all bound to oblige and please him for his benevolent disposition and lofty chivalry consent to this whipping my son to the devil with the devil and leave fear to milksops for a stout heart breaks bad luck as you very well know to this sancho replied with an irrelevant remark which addressing merlin he made to him will your worship tell me senor merlin when that courier devil came up he gave my master a message from senor montesinos 
charging him to wait for him here as he was coming to arrange how the lady doña dulcinea del toboso was to be disenchanted but up to the present we have not seen montesinos nor anything like him to which merlin made answer the devil sancho is a blockhead and a great scoundrel i sent him to look for your master but not with a message from montesinos but from myself for montesinos is in his cave expecting or more properly speaking waiting for his disenchantment for there is the tale to be skinned yet for him if he owes you anything or you have any business to transact with him i'll bring him to you and put him where you choose but for the present make up your mind to consent to this penance and believe me it will be very good for you for soul as well as for body for your soul because of the charity with which you perform it for your body because i know that you are of a sanguine habit and it will do you no harm to draw a little blood there are a great many doctors in the world even the enchanters are doctors said sancho however as everybody tells me the same thing though i can't see it myself i say i am willing to give myself the three thousand three hundred lashes provided i am to lay them on whenever i like without any fixing of days or times and i'll try and get out of debt as quickly as i can that the world may enjoy the beauty of the lady dulcinea del toboso as it seems contrary to what i thought that she is beautiful after all it must be a condition too that i am not to be bound to draw blood with a scourge and that if any of the lashes happen to be fly-flappers they are to count item that in case i should make any mistake in the reckoning senor merlin as he knows everything is to keep count and let me know how many are still wanting or over the number there will be no need to let you know of any over said merlin because when you reach the full number the lady dulcinea will at once in that very instant be disenchanted and will come in her gratitude to seek out the worthy sancho and thank him and even reward him for the good work so you have no cause to be uneasy about stripes too many or too few heaven forbid i should cheat any one of even a hair of his head well then in god's hands be it said sancho in the hard case i'm in i give in i say i accept the penance on the conditions laid down the instant sancho uttered these last words the music of the clarion struck up once more and again a host of muskets were discharged and don quixote hung on sancho's neck kissing him again and again on the forehead and cheeks the duchess and the duke expressed the greatest satisfaction the car began to move on and as it passed the fair dulcinea bowed to the duke and duchess and made a low curtsey to sancho and now bright smiling dawn came on apace the flowers of the field revived raised up their heads and the crystal waters of the brooks murmuring over the grey and white pebbles hastened to pay their tribute to the expectant rivers the glad earth the unclouded sky the fresh breeze the clear light each and all showed that the day that came treading on the skirts of morning would be calm and bright the duke and duchess pleased with their hunt and at having carried out their plans so cleverly and successfully returned to their castle resolved to follow up their joke for to them there was no reality that could afford them more amusement end of volume two part two chapter thirty five recording by expatriate in bangor maine